Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Welcome. I'm sure you're in the midst of your busyness as these holidays are among us. And now we are heading into Christmas and New Year's and a 2018 that is an 11 year. 11 signifies a gateway, an opportunity for really deep self-reflection and great, great change. And what is the one thing that we need to do probably more than anything else? And that's breathe to breathe deeply, to inhale, to exhale, to allow, to relax, to open, but not only to just breathe, to actually learn how to breathe love, to be meditation in action. As we move through this world, seeing all kinds of things coming about, we can actually be the sacred activists by allowing ourselves to be the breathers of love. That is the topic today for the show, and I have a wonderful guest that I'm going to introduce to you. Jenny Lee is going to offer us a great deal of hope uh, to this world that is in turmoil. And before we get into that, I just want to mention that the brand new issue of 1111 Magazine is out, and it is beautiful. It is filled with wonderful wisdom, and it is themed into the silence, and hopefully that will help you go into the spaces of silence and to breathe even during this busy, busy time as we move into a new year. If you are too busy and cannot seem to stop and take time to create a practice or a time for self-realization, please know we also have 1111 Magazine on audio. You can grow on the go. You can utilize the audio intentions or the meditations to give you an opportunity to stop. So we are going to meet Jenny Lee. She is a certified yoga therapist who has spent two decades coaching people in the healing tradition of classical yoga meditation. Using the practices that she writes about in her book, Breathing Love, Jenny helps people overcome grief, depression, anxiety, and stress as well as create lives filled with greater joy. She is the author of the award-winning book, True Yoga, and her writing has been featured on dozens of wellness blogs and in magazines. She counsels via phone or Skype internationally and from her home studio on the island of Oahu. And you can find out more about her at JennyLeeYogaTherapy.com. We are going to dive into her new book, Breathing Love, Meditation in Action, And hopefully find a way to be new and renewed and different as we move into the new year. Welcome, Jenny. It is wonderful to have you here on the show. Hello, Simran. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm so excited to have a conversation. Well, I think that this is a time where people are experiencing so much uh, from the outside that either it is going to be uh, a cause for greater anxiety and stress that we allow ourselves to release or it is going to be stuffed inside. And I want to start with an opening passage that you have in your book. To align ourselves with love, we need to purge the pain, pride, and fear that restricts us and taint our understanding of our true nature. Maybe you are tired of experiencing the same pain year after year, or maybe you just sense that there must be more to love than you have ever experienced so far. By releasing, trusting, forgiving, and awakening the remembrance of ourselves as love, through both seated and active meditation practices, we learn to give and receive in new and expansive ways, bringing immense joy into every day. 
that is what we're talking about today. And so often individuals, first and foremost, have a misconception of what love is because we're not always taught what love is. So when we think about being as love, it seems like the first place we need to go is what is love? What does it mean? What does it really what is the experience to embody that? So if you can kind of start us off right there. Sure. Such an important distinction to make. You know, love, we often think of it as this emotional high that comes in waves for this person or that person or this experience. And um, certainly on one level, love is that. But on a greater level, love is the energy of the universe. It's really a unifying principle that is at play throughout the universe, throughout each one of us. And it's the the unifying energy that guides us back to our true essential nature. And this is something that gets really obscured in our daily lives when we're running around and trying to do all the things that modern life asks us to do. And we're, we're very fragmented, we're very externalized. And the reason that I wrote this book is because the the practice of meditation has been so profound in my life in bringing me back to the awareness of my inner nature as love itself and reconnecting my heart to this energetic principle that really changes everything about how we live life and how we are in relationship so that's the basis, and that is, to me, what real love is. It's, it's an energy, and it's within each one of us right now, right here, right now, regardless of what relationships or circumstances you're in in your life. You are correct that so often people mistake in love for that relationship that's outside or something that um, is beckoning us. And you even have in the book that temptation and desire are love in disguise we can run into distractions that keep us from really settling into knowing ourselves better. And when we're looking at breathing love and becoming more present to ourselves, how do we combat between the temptations and the desires that continuously want to pull a person out into the place where they're willing to still long enough to begin to really know who they are? Well, I think it's, I think any one of us can do just the smallest bit of self-reflection and ask ourselves, did the thing that we desired so much actually make us happy for any extended period of time? And I know that, you know, I've had goals that I've met and felt elation about, or I've acquired some possession that felt really important to me, or I've um, come into a relationship with somebody that felt super important. But after, after the initial acquisition or a accomplishment that the that high or that happiness um it it's not sustainable and so then we're on to the next thing or for many people on to the next relationship you know and so we can look back at our lives and say has anything in the material world really given me the fulfillment the satisfaction that sense of deep peace and love that I've been longing for and I know that the answer is no. Um, so there has to be another way. And the, the way really is to recognize that what we're seeking is already within us. And the only way to come into an awareness of what that is, that deep well of, of wisdom, that deep well of love that exists within us is to come into stillness and to allow those 
fleeting kind of external desires to just pass by like clouds in the sky. I mean, that's one of the the meditation techniques that is often used is just the watching of thought, the watching of feeling, moving by like clouds in the sky. And it is so fleeting. They're all they're all so temporary. But the stillness that lives within them, uh, that lives beneath them, excuse me, is is what's real. In your book, Breathing Love, you've written, by withdrawing from worldly distractions and focusing one pointedly on love, the mind eventually stops racing and becomes like a clear lake where we can see reflected our true nature. By disciplining our attention and cultivating a commitment to meditate with love, we soon find ourselves becoming more peaceful. The key is to always enter meditation with a joyful heart, relax, and absorb yourself in love. As a guide and a teacher and a best-selling author when it comes to the practices of yoga and meditation, is there a preparation to get an individual into that space where they can be relaxed enough and joyful-hearted enough to absorb what's there uh, rather than uh, so often we hear, you know, people, when they sit down to meditate, it's just always the that the anxiousness to get back up or the movement or the, the chaotic thoughts. Do you recommend any sort of preparations? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And that's certainly a really common experience for people when they initiate a practice of meditation that, you know, we sit down, we might be able to quiet the body if we're lucky, but we're certainly have difficulty quieting the mind. And so the preparation really is the breath. And the yogic teachings talk a lot about the correlation between our ability to control the breath and how that translates to the ability to control the mind. And so you know, we all have such busy, overextended, overwhelming lives, really, in the modern world of technology and stimulation and overcommitment. And so we can't expect to come from going 100 miles an hour in our day to our meditation cushion, slam on the brakes, here we are, stillness, snap our fingers, it's going to be there. We do have to have that bridge. And the breath, breath practice, Um, often referred to as pranayama in the yogic tradition, is this practice of controlling the breath. And that's um, a really important um, way of stilling the body, stilling the mind. And it doesn't have to be a complex technique. It can simply be watching the body be breathed. And if you turn it around like that. You think, oh, I have to breathe. Oh, I'm not breathing. But when you stop and you actually stop trying to do anything and you become aware of this body being breathed, you recognize that you're not the one doing it. You can then begin to manage it. But first, it's about stepping back and recognizing there is this greater self that's in control. And then how do I tune into that and and merge with that peaceful energy that is breathing this body and then start to go from there? Mm, That takes me to a section in your book where you talk about relax into receiving And you write, remember that we do not have to earn love. Love is always within us and around us, ours from our first breath. As we enlarge and clarify our consciousness, love emerges in new ways and shines through the barriers erected by our personal histories. Anytime we are not aligned with love, we will notice tension in the mind, body, or heart. Muscular relaxation and mental surrender go hand in hand, and love is the greatest catalyst. And when we're 
we're in that space and we're allowing the body to breathe us rather than us trying to be the one that's breathing. Um, talk about that relaxation point and the necessity to relax in order to deepen uh, not just the, the yoga, but to deepen the real connection to life, to understand that what we are having to do is to, to relax into all of life that we are rather than um, many people think of it as a rest practice or, or something else, but it's much deeper than that, isn't it? Absolutely. So, you know, there are the techniques of breath practice that help us to quiet the mind, quiet the body. And those are important um, bridges over to the stillness. But what we're trying to do in that moment of meditation is to reunify our awareness with the, the great consciousness of the universe and so that's a a pretty lofty goal and um and it takes it's it all happens in stages so this is really a process and people can get kind of overwhelmed by concepts like this and then think well I don't really know how to do that and I can barely sit still for five minutes and um so what am I even doing here so the the concept of matching the breath with love has become really fundamental for me because it is um, a, a more tangible kind of anchor that I think people can uh understand and connect to we all want love we've all have felt love in some way and if we can when we sit down to to do our meditation practice we take those deep couple of conscious breaths and then if we can connect into our heart to that energy of love that that is there whether we're feeling it in the moment or not if we just intend to connect with it and we ask the the force of the universe, that universal force of love in the universe to connect us, it will present itself. And so we have to relax into that. It's not something that we can force. We present ourselves to the practice. We we calm as best we can. We relax our bodies as best we can. We breathe gently. And then what lies there underneath the busyness is this energy of love. It is there. It's not something that has you have to manufacture. It is there waiting for each one of us. Jenny Lee, author, teacher, and coach, assists us in understanding what keeps us from calming. From her book, Resistance to What Is Keeps Us from Open-Hearted Loving, What Blocks You from Being Accepted? And love today. Just observe your feeling and recognize that you are enabling your emotional state. Try loosening attachments and opinions. Breathe in love and watch the mind quiet and the heart soften. It does have to, it just takes a second. So if you'll close your eyes and take a quick breath, you can see how quickly you can step into a place of compassionate meditation. Just breathe slowly and deeply. Listening to these blessings silently with loving kindness and a compassion in your heart. Intending that your heart be open. May I be free of all obstacles to love in my heart. May I be held in love's peaceful embrace. May I experience ease in my body, mind, and soul. May I feel myself as love. Now visualize someone you love and send that person the same blessings. Continue through people in the larger family, community, country, and even the extending the blessings to people throughout the world. And as we move into this commercial break, hold yourself in that place of love and we'll be right back 
with Jenny Lee and her wonderful book on Breathing Love, Meditation in Action. Find out more at JennyLeeYogatherapy.com. We'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. Engage with experts in topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more out of life? Tired of settling in relationships, your career, health, or finances? Want to experience greater aliveness? I am Simran. I support people in listening to their conversations with the universe, the guiding signs, symbols, and synchronicity. I mentor people to anchor in trust, love, and confidence to live their heart's desires. Let me guide you in embracing the challenges and the obstacles so you embody and integrate the gifts they bring. No more human doing. You are here for being, bounteously and abundantly. Experience your soul's natural rhythm, your powerful essence. Don't shrink back any longer. Release the struggle. Learn how to let go. Create in different dimensions. Transform separateness, grief, anxiety, anger, and chaos into living your destiny. Connect with me at IamSimran.com. Live more freely, spontaneously, and joyfully. Don't conform. Live a life of courage. Let's start now. Through my online courses, mentoring programs, or one-on-one coaching, it's time to change your world. Connect at IamSimran.com. Are you an artist, healer, teacher, author, speaker, or coach? A wellness or holistic practitioner or energy worker? Maybe you want to be. Do you desire to serve the world, share your gifts, live your dreams? I am Simran, host of 1111 Talk Radio, and I invite you to the vision of oneness. Could you use a community of support, more financial flow with less effort? Would you like to receive so you have more to give? Be a world changer, world server, do-gooder. Be a new paradigm thinker and a conscious change agent. A part of a growing community creating collective streams of prosperity and wellness. By simply serving yourself, you serve others. Feel great, have more energy, sleep better, gently detox, lose unhealthy weight, and build strength. It's time for more freedom and financial flow. The vision of oneness embodies unconditional giving, commitment, simplicity, and receiving. We are a collective new way of being in commerce and creative cash flow. Learn more at thevisionofoneness.com. Register now and a member will help you begin today. Visionofoneness.com. 
Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Breathing Love is a spiritual guide to living love as an embodied meditation practice. Uniting us in a universally understandable goal, Jenny Lee builds immediate bridges of peace by changing how we look at love, from something to be acquired and preserved to something to be realized and breathed. Active conscious loving is the basis of the meditation practices offered in Breathing Love, providing you with inner solace and a deep sense of purpose. Whether in a relationship or not, in the prime of your life or nearing death, you'll be encouraged to move beyond the pain, pride, and fear that keep you from love. She shares intimate personal stories from her own life, and you will feel deeply assured that this call to love in action is possible, no matter what your life is presenting. I'd like to also invite you to explore her website, JennyLeeYogatherapy.com. She has an incredible upcoming event in Bimini, in the Bahamas, Bimini Island, Bahamas, April 8th to 14th, 2018. There's just three spaces left. You can swim with the dolphins in the crystalline waters. You can have yoga and meditation and so much more and spend some time with this amazing author, teacher, and coach, allowing you to be inspired with transformation through yoga and meditation. Welcome back, Jenny. Uh, I want to talk real quick about one thing before we move further into your book, and that is so often people have this agenda when they decide to meditate they or this idea of what they think is going to happen, and it becomes more about ascending or hearing voices or creating some type of experience. And I want to have you uh, give your perspective on the real purpose of what meditation is for, and and is there an importance to, to letting go of the attachment to those kinds of things taking place in the course of a meditation? Uh, yeah, I would say yes, it is important to let go of any level of attachment, certainly within the practice of meditation. Um, my perspective on the purpose of meditation or the goal of meditation is the, rec- the remembrance of our true self, our unified self. And the only way to do that is to get beyond the externalized stories of who we think we are, all those ego identifications that we build our, our sort of our, our life around, our perspective of self. And so one of the things I talk about in the book is this difference between the personality self and that higher self. And the for me, meditation is the time in which I, I come to stillness with no agenda, with no um, attachment to result. It's a time for me to bring my highest, greatest love to the moment and to the divine essence that I know is within and around me and to come into a greater awareness of that as me. And the more that I can do that without any agendas, then the more I feel filled from, from the practice and able to walk back out into my day and offer 
my love to the people in my life, offer compassion to those who are around me who are suffering and, you know, be that best version of self that I can be. And when we're looking at breathing love, this would also assist in letting go of the attachment to some of the things that are happening outside in our own families, in our own communities, in the world, uh, because then we're more focused on uh, expanding, number one, our own capacity to love, which then can be extended as a capacity to be compassionate to what is happening in the world um, and standing in the face of that. Talk about the attachments to um, particularly, you know, wanting peace or wanting countries not to do something or wanting something to change in a legal system or, or any type of place or political system even or the health care where sometimes we don't necessarily have the control, but we are so attached that, that we have to let go of that attachment to clear the energy as well. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, we when we think about desires, there's kind of like the low-level desires of, I want this for lunch, or I want that um, achievement or whatever. But then there are the higher level, what I would call higher level desires in terms of, I want peace in the world. I want, um, you know, healthcare for everyone. But, and so we can, we can get really attached even to those higher level desires. And it's not saying that they aren't lofty goals, but we don't serve um, the world. We don't serve our intention by holding the attachment so tightly that we create disturbance within our own selves. I mean, I've heard, you've heard plenty of conversations with people in the political realm who get so fired up with what they believe is right. And, and they may or may not be right, but it's, they're so agitated that they're never going to be able to find resolution. Um, and that's why, Meditation is such an important practice for each one of us because it enables us to come back to a place of peacefulness from which we can then move into action. So it, the the non-attachment that you're talking about is detaching from the energy that makes us be anxious, that makes us be agitated. That's what we have to detach from. We don't need to detach from the desire to make positive change in the world, we can do that, but we can only do it from a place of deep peacefulness within. Mm. I, when I think about also some of the different experiences that are taking place right now, we keep seeing things on television or the weather has, has really revealed itself in terms of um, the, the emotional landscape that's being held and what the, the earth is trying to speak to us about or even in regard to this you know, volatile political landscape that continues uh, to be very interesting drama on the outside, Al- allowing ourselves to detach is also, in a sense, letting things die. And you have a section in the book where you really speak about, about dying. Until we accept the reality that we are all in the process of dying daily, we cannot live or love fully. Furthermore, we will not die in peace unless we know that we have fully lived and fully loved. By recognizing the inevitability of death as part of life, we can clarify our priorities now, create more fulfilling and loving lives, and establish a peaceful relationship with death when it arrives. And I know in that particular paragraph you're talking about actual dying, but yet we die so many times within even life to our identities, to jobs, to relationships, to different things. Talk a little bit about uh, how we incorporate breathing love even into the dying process 
and how we allow it to bring us to a place of clear heart. Yeah, big, big topic. Um, but you're right that we we do have these many deaths throughout our lives. So not only are we losing loved ones, but we're losing these things on which we have hung our, our happiness or hung our identity, whether it's a job or a relationship or a home or, or even our physical health, you know, maybe that has changed in some way. And and so the thread that we have to hold on to throughout all these changes, all these little deaths of the, the ego self that happen throughout our life, what, what the thread that we can hold on to is the thread of love and leading us all the way to the final moment of our physical death if we can hold on to love as the guiding light for every choice, every interaction, every breath, I mean, this is really the the essence of the book, Um, it will sustain us in a way throughout those changes. Whereas if we don't hold that as the common denominator for who we are and how we're approaching life and all the changes that it brings, will really be thrown around. And, you know, this is why people fall into terrible, terrible states of depression when they lose a a job or a relationship because they have lost that thread of connection to the love that they, that is within them, that they are foundationally. And we have to have practices like the meditation on love to bring us back to it. And the practice that you offered just before the, um, the commercial break was this variation on a loving kindness meditation that I included in the book where you offer the love to yourself first and then you extend it out to others in your circle and then out into the greater world. And this is such a profound practice to keep us connected to that love that can sustain us throughout all the changes in life. Mm. You have a section on on the love gap, and sometimes you can hear that statement standing in the gap in different spiritual circles or religious circles. You write in your book, Breathing Love, if we can summarize in a few words what we are struggling with in human relationship, we can see where the love gap is in our heart. Remember that our human relationships reflect our attitude toward love, and our attitudes about divine love condition our human relationships. You provide a list of examples of beliefs that we hold in human relationship that parallel how we struggle to relate to source love. And some of those are, I don't fully trust, or I don't believe my needs will be met, or I don't feel worthy, I don't really expect a response, I don't feel safe. These are beliefs and thoughts that run through many people's minds. And so when you're talking about that love gap, you're talking about that that open space in the heart, that wounded space in the heart that needs to be filled, and and how so with breath work do we fill it? So this concept of the love gap is really interesting because we many people are very disconnected to their experience of the divine, and some people call that God, some people call it spirit, I call it love, because to me love is that primary energy of the universe. And so we have to really look at what are our beliefs that are keeping us from connection to this. And meditation is a, is a powerful practice in allowing us to watch the kinds of thoughts that come repetitively through our minds that 
um, give us some understanding of what, how we're blocking the energy of love from coming into us, through us. It's always there. It's always within us. But our minds, our egos tend to block it by belief systems that may have gotten ingrained from a very early age. So that's what we're talking about with the love gap. You write in your chapter, Developing Eyes of Love, the more devoted we become to practicing love, the more vigilant we must be in monitoring the ways in which small self tries to limit us. The ego loves to filter all of our experiences and interactions based on its selfish needs and desires. Because we all want personal love and will fill us where we still feel empty inside, we assess how people look at us and whether they are sending signals of connection or disregard. That's what you're talking about in regard to the ego. And to create that or to tap into that devotional aspect of ourselves, talk about how we develop those eyes of love and how we continuously allow that to be the vision from which we see. So it, it requires two things. One, it requires that daily coming into stillness, tapping into the love that is within your own being and really anchoring into that so completely that when you then, step two, walk out into the world and are confronted with people, some of whom are going to be kind and loving to you and some of whom are not going to be. In fact, you may encounter the very opposite, a lot of antagonism or meanness. To be able to maintain that meditative awareness that what you're running into with that person who is unkind or judgmental or whatever is not their true self either. And so then to choose to see them through the eyes of love is choosing a perspective that is not based in just what is in front of you on the human dimension. It's it's holding that spiritual perspective amidst a very different looking picture. And I think this is really important in the kind of the political and uh, politically charged landscape that we're, we're looking at right now. And there's all this division between parties and friends and families. And it's, it's really breaking us apart as a nation. And it's so important that we step back from that and, and, say, no, I'm not going to see this person as a Republican or a Democrat. I'm not going to see this person as this external um, action. I'm going to see them as the soul that they are. I'm going to see them as the spiritual being that they are, even if they don't know themselves as that. It's important that we know them as that and we continue to hold that higher vision so that we can start to come back into some measure of kindness with one another. I mean, it's that simple, really. Kindness is the word of the day. Mm, Loving kindness. Discipline is required to initiate both loving and meditating, but devotion keeps us coming back. Devotion holds no self-interest and no expectations. There is no fear in devotion, only trust. Our dedicated medication practice reinforces our ability to remain devoted to the sadhana of loving. Will you prioritize time for meditation or always crowd it out with other things? Will you give in to distraction on the cushion or remain focused and faithful? Will you hold the person in your life who is presenting you with a challenge as an impediment or as a doorway to greater loving? This is from Jenny Lee's book, Breathing Love, Meditation in Action. She is also the author of True Yoga, and you can go to her website, 
JennyLeeYogaTherapy.com. When you go there, you're going to see online courses, her books, and especially you're going to see uh, an upcoming retreat, April 8th to 14th. 2018, Boonie Island, Bahamas. You can swim with the dolphins. You can enjoy yoga, meditation, and so much more. So definitely check out what she's got going on there. Jenny Lee is a certified yoga therapist who has spent two decades coaching people in the healing tradition of classical yoga meditation. Using the practices she writes about in Breathing Love, Jenny helps people overcome grief, depression, anxiety, and stress as well as create lives filled with greater joy. Author of the award-winning book, True Yoga, Jenny's writing has also been featured on dozens of wellness blogs and in magazines. She counsels via phone or Skype internationally and from her home studio on the island of Oahu. Again, you can visit her website at JennyLeeYogaTherapy.com. We will be right back after these messages. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you want more out of life? Tired of settling in relationships, your career, health, or finances? Want to experience greater aliveness? I am Simran. I support people in listening to their conversations with the universe, the guiding signs, symbols, and synchronicity. I mentor people to anchor in trust, love, and confidence to live their heart's desires. Let me guide you in embracing the challenges and the obstacles so you embody and integrate the gifts they bring. No more human doing. You are here for being, bounteously and abundantly. Experience your soul's natural rhythm, your powerful essence. Don't shrink back any longer. Release the struggle. Learn how to let go. Create in different dimensions. Transform separateness, grief, anxiety, anger, and chaos into living your destiny. Connect with me at IamSimran.com. Live more freely, spontaneously, and joyfully. Don't conform. Live a life of courage. Let's start now. Through my online courses, mentoring programs, or one-on-one coaching, it's time to change your world. Connect at IamSimran.com. Are you an artist? healer, teacher, author, speaker, or coach, a wellness or holistic practitioner or energy worker. Maybe you want to be. Do you desire to serve the world, share your gifts, live your dreams? I am Simran, host of 1111 Talk Radio, and I invite you to the vision of oneness. Could you use a community of support, more financial flow with less effort? Would you like to receive so you have more to give? Be a world changer, world server, do-gooder. Be a new paradigm thinker and a conscious change agent, a part of a growing community creating collective streams of prosperity and wellness. By simply serving yourself, you serve others. Feel great, have more energy, sleep better, gently detox, lose unhealthy weight, and build strength. It's time for more freedom and financial flow. The vision of oneness embodies unconditional giving, commitment, simplicity, and receiving. We are a collective new way of being in commerce and creative cash flow. Learn more at thevisionofoneness.com. Register now and a member will help you begin today. Visionofoneness.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22. 
444, people all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. Engage with experts and topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Again, don't forget to tap into the 1111 Magazine's current issue. It is always free, and all of the archives are available to you. The information is timeless, and it is a way to celebrate individuals that are sharing their love, light, and wisdom across this planet. You are able to take in that information as well as see examples of who you are so that you can express more powerfully and more lovingly on the planet. If you're too busy to go through the digital experience or you'd prefer it on audio, there is 1111 Magazine on audio, which also includes meditations, audio intentions, and additional life coaching questions and action steps. So definitely dive into that by going to 1111mag.com. In addition, you can look up my own books, Conversations with the Universe, that speaks to signs, symbols, and synchronicities of how the world speaks to us. My second book, Your Journey to Enlightenment, Stepping Out of Conformity and Into Courage, Reclaiming the Innocence and Wonder of the Divine Child and Creating a New World by Being Present. And the third book, Your Journey to Love, The Sacred Integration with Your True Soulmate, Who is You, Your Shadow, Your Light, and the Innocence of the Child that You Came In As. So check out my own things at IamSimran.com. I am currently with Jenny Lee, who is the author of True Yoga, and her latest book, Breathing Love, Meditation in Action. It is a wonderful book that offers hope to a world in turmoil, allowing you to deepen into more of a practice of being as love. From her book, The Dharma of Love section, if we hope to create a reality of higher love, we cannot base our behavior on that of others or be concerned with whether they are expressing love. Love asks that we stretch past our comfort zones, past the places where we are tired of giving or do not feel we have it in us to do so. We must love with no expectation for return and accept that even when we succeed, there will only be a handful of hearts that respond. Love requires that we mine the most tender wounds of our hearts to find even deeper veins of compassion and strength, regardless of the pain of the past. Jenny, welcome back. So often it is that pain of the past that holds people back and keeps them guarded. And when when individuals are that way, their breath tends to be very high in the chest or caught in the throat. It doesn't even go through the body. When one is becoming and learning to breathe as love, 
I'm assuming that you're assisting them in understanding the support and the health benefits as well as the deepening of devotion when it comes to allowing the breath to come fully into the body. Speak to that part of the process from both a health and wellness perspective as well as the emotional and mental perspective that gets affected. Right. You tapped into a really big section um, of the practice, which is, you know, regardless of how others behave, we're, we're saying keep your heart open and love anyway. And that is really difficult. And you're right. It becomes the pain that we've experienced in the realm of what we call human love relationship can very much restrict the breath. And whenever we restrict the breath, we rob our muscles and our brains of oxygen. It's just that simple. We, we need oxygen moving through freely. And so when the stressors of life start to affect the body in the way that it restricts the breath, we're, we're doing ourselves not only physical, mental, and emotional damage. So it's very important to just begin the very simple practice of deepening, slowing, and uh, releasing the breath into its natural flow state. Um, the, most importantly, though, when we're talking about breathing love, is the whole reason that we're doing this. I mean, when you ask somebody to love beyond their, their current capacity, they're like, well, what does that mean? How do I do that? And why would I even want to do that? I need to guard my heart. I've been hurt. And they get kind of defended. And although that's a natural reaction and we've all been there, the reason that we do this practice of breathing love and we choose to open our heart again and again, even in the face of pain and, and um, non-response sometimes from others, is because it makes us happier. It makes us healthier. We will not become the version of the best person, best version of who we can be unless we do this. Love is what takes us home to ourself. And so we're not doing it for someone else. I mean, it's the same thing as forgiveness. Forgiveness is not a practice that we engage in for the other person. Loving, the conscious loving that I'm talking about in this book is not a practice that we're doing for anyone else. We're doing it for our own well-being, our own mental health, our own physical health, and our own spiritual evolution. For those that are parents that have, whether it's young children or teenagers, how would you suggest that they incorporate this in a way that children also have it as a way of being as they grow up? Because they truly are the ones that are going to change our world. Well, yes. And as parents, I'm a parent, and I know that nothing I have ever said to my son means as much as what I've shown him through my actions. And children are incredibly perceptive about the differences between what we're saying and what we're doing. So I would recommend to any parent that they live what they preach and don't tell a child to do anything that you're not doing. So by setting the example in the home of practicing patience, practicing forgiveness, practicing kindness in how we speak to one another, how we listen to one another. These are the fundamental ways that we set that example for children in how that they're going to grow up and treat the people in their world as they go out into the, the bigger world. And it, it all starts in the home, for sure, with all of us, whether you have children or not. I mean, 
we have to practice these things with the people who are closest to us first and foremost we can't take for granted that oh well they love us so we don't have to do this with them no we we really do we have to do it at the most at home you have a practice that you suggest in the book called love flooding talk a little bit about that and and how that can support uh, those that we love the most Love flooding is such an awesome practice, and I, I do this one with my son um, at times and with my husband, and it's it's profound. So uh, it, it, it's simply giving, the giving of appreciation, gratitude, honoring, um, loving to a person in kind of this stream of unbroken um, offering. And so just telling them everything that you love about them, everything that's wonderful about them, just showering them. Them, flooding them with this deep, deep loving. And for some people, that's really hard to take. I mean, they almost have a hard time receiving it all. But with practice, I mean, it's a great thing to practice, right? We'd all like to receive that, even if we don't feel like we might be capable of it. Um, it's also profound for the giver. And there's no difference so whether we're on the giving side or the receiving side it's all the same it's just that flow of love so we feel as good giving that love flood to our our person as that they do receiving it but certainly you know it just boils down to deep appreciation and seeing of that person in front of you very profound to embody a reality that is based completely on uh, love as as our only exercise. Can you provide some pointers on uh, how best to cultivate that way of being? Well, again, it, it goes back to the daily practice of coming into stillness, holding your own heart in incredible self-compassion looking beyond the stories and the changing feelings of the moment and becoming aware of that inner self that really is love. And then moving out into the greater world and making it your commitment to see through eyes of love, speak through words of love, act through actions of love, just embrace it as your life philosophy that there's no way we can create this new paradigm until we all start embodying it at every turn. And there's no excuses for not doing it. It's like, oh, well, that person was really mean, so I'm not going to be loving to them. No, you. Sh- we need to be most loving to that person who's mean. They need love the most. So it's it's really changing our whole paradigm on how we operate in the world but it requires that we have this this daily anchor into our understanding of divine love that for me really comes through meditation it comes through the stillness that cuts beyond and lays deeper than all the external stories of our lives so many times uh People don't realize that meditation is actually for purifying our mind and really allowing anything to come up. And when individuals practice yoga, they often don't understand or realize that sometimes that's going to evoke emotion because you're opening up the cells, you're opening up the body, and things that are trapped are there. The breath in going into the body like that does the same thing, doesn't it? It it goes so deeply into the body that we are releasing trapped emotion and 
it, it is the experience of sometimes releasing stuff that we may not be conscious of. What do you tell to your clients and the people that you teach the yoga and meditation to do when they have that emotion or that experience of something like that coming up uh, when it comes to the, both the mind of it as well as the, the breathing part of it? What would you suggest they do? Right. So we had spoken earlier about how many people have a very shallow breath pattern and because of the stressors in their life and the way they've started holding back emotions. And so it can be very profound for people when they start to breathe deeper, then suddenly all these emotions start to come up. And it can be a little scary at first. Like, is this tidal wave of emotion going to overtake me? Am I even going to be able to function in my life? And I've sat with many clients who have expressed that in one way or another. Like, I'm not sure that I want to feel all of this. But from working with many, many clients in this regard, that we have to trust the process and that the breath is our guide. And so as we start to breathe deeper and this these emotional releases start to happen, trust that it's all going to be okay and that they are like a wave. They're going to come in and then they're going to go out again and they're not going to be with you forever and you're not going to drown in them and that it is healthy to allow them to move through you because trapped emotions are what cause problems in the body. They're what begin the the cellular disintegration towards disease. And we we don't want to trap emotion. We want to feel it and then release it so that it doesn't have to remain in the body. And breath work is is really um, profound in that regard. But it can um, it can feel scary. But <laughs> that's find a good guide. <laughs> And then you finish out the book with some affirmations of love and some prayers of of love. Talk about the distinction of how these two yes, pieces I do. can be added in and and work into the process. I'm sorry, I missed a little bit of that question. Talk about the distinction between the affirmations and the prayers and how these are incorporated into the devotional process. Sure. Everyone has different, um, ap- you know, I- interests or aptitudes in their spiritual practice. And so for some people, praying is very um, comfortable. And prayer, to me, should just simply be communicating with the divine in whatever language is, is in your heart. And the words don't matter and the structure doesn't matter. And it's really just about communicating your love to the divine creator. And so I offer some examples of, of prayers to just get people started. But other people feel more comfortable with more of an affirmative statement to anchor their thought into something that they really would like to embody or manifest. So I also offer a list of affirmations that um, have to do with embracing and embodying love. So I think it just depends on kind of the person's personality and, and what what feels most comfortable for them. So some, an affirmation example would be, I choose to live with an open heart or I show up to love day by day. Um, so there's many examples in the book that you could really see what fit for you. Beautiful. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to share with the audience about the book or about breath work that, feels uh, like it would be supportive, especially during this holiday season when everyone is oftentimes way too busy or they're encountering family members that they haven't seen for a long time and all kinds of things can come up. Please offer a a, a little holiday suggestion. (laughs) 
Yes. Well, human relationships certainly gives us plenty of opportunity to practice conscious loving um, as an active action verb. Um, You know, when we go home to family, there's lots of different dynamics, or maybe someone doesn't have any family and they're alone during the holidays, and that can present its own challenges. And so... Really, we can look at whatever circumstance we're in as an opportunity to practice active conscious loving. And whether that be for ourselves or for strangers the world over and we're doing more of that loving kindness meditation where we're just offering it out there for peace on the planet. Or whether we're sitting across the holiday dinner table from that aunt that has always just bothered us so much and we're just going to beam her love and practice our compassion and our, our slow, deep breathing so that we don't react negatively. There's so many opportunities. So I just encourage people to take time for themselves, take time in silence. Remember that daily practice even if you're traveling you can grab five minutes and reconnect Um, the book has lots of different exercises to help you reconnect to that love within you and make sure you're doing that so that when you show up to the holiday events or to the you know little Christmas tree alone in your living room you can breathe into the love that is who you are and remember that it's also the people sitting around you or the people a world away Thank you, Jenny. This is the author of Breathing Love, and her other book is True Yoga. Why should we go to this effort when it seems easier to wait and hope that love will find us, choose us, or heal us? Because this is the purpose of life, to awaken the love within our hearts and to reconnect our individual consciousness with the divine source of love. Only this will bring bliss. Join me next week as my guest is Lisa Barnett, and we are going to continue this series on prayers. She has brought through prayers from the Akashic Records and Akashic Masters, and it is a delightful show. So I am looking forward to joining you then. Until then, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality. Your heart to greater compassion and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey. 